Hi guys, and welcome to the Shelf Help Keep Calm pop-up podcast, a series of bite-sized interviews created at Arbonne in Norfolk, featuring our favourite authors and experts sharing their well-being strategies and designed to help us all find some calm amongst the coronavirus chaos. I'm your host, Tony Jones, and today's guest is Tony Riddle, the natural lifestylist, a coach who uses ancient tribal techniques and wisdom to help his family, his clients and followers become stronger, healthier, more mindful and more connected people. Tony wants to help us all live more naturally in the modern world, a challenge at the best of times, but especially now. Or is it? It's really great to speak to you today, Tony. Thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having me on, Tony. Tony, Tony, this is great. Tony and Tony. It? Double, it's a double whammy for everybody. It is. So um, yeah. there's, a, there's a quote of yours that I saw. It's on your Instagram handle, and I love it. It's, we can't all live in nature, but that doesn't mean we can't live naturally. How can we do this now? Kind of, what's your situation currently? What, what's your lockdown life looking like? Well, I'm a uh, well, firstly, I'm I am a naturalized dietitian coach, but I'm also a husband and a father of four children. So, mm-hmm. um, so we are in lockdown with four kids and varying ages, like ten, eight, um, four, and five months. So, um, I think just at this moment in time, for me, I, I, I've worked an entrepreneurial calendar anyway, where I break my day up into 24 hours. And if I had been traveling out to a studio in the past, an hour of that or half an hour of that would be a commute either end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, right now, I've already gained an hour yeah. to two hours of my day, which is great. And then I always set aside, so there's eight hours for sleep. I now have 16 hours in my day. I, I, long time now, I've I've, I've been looking into the urbanite behavior of what is the social norm of today mm-hmm. and then trying to find ways of living that are more in sync with our human biology to find out what the natural norms are we've just witnessed how quickly the social norm can change literally within a breath bam all our normal has changed right absolutely That's the social normal but our natural norm shouldn't change so we should always be looking at ways of inviting nature in even if it's in an urban setting Mm-hmm. And pre- prior to this lockdown, the stats were already showing that 83% of the UK live in urban environments and we were spending 90% plus time indoors. So mm-hmm. already we we're only having 10% of our time outdoors. So it's not like the lockdown has changed in terms of the internal environment. Um, yeah. What it is highlighting, though, is how important it is to get outside. And so for us, it's, we've always tried to get at least 10% of our time outside. So that could be two hours, 24 minutes to most people. You know? mm. And so we always do that. We always set a time, right, let's make sure we're out for two hours, 24. It's important for us to get the kids out in nature. It doesn't matter what the temperature, whether it's howling down the rain, whatever it is, there's no such thing as bad weather. It's just we should always get that outdoor time to understand that we are ultimately an outdoor species. It's only modern, the modern social norm that, has allowed us to get to this point where we spend 90% of the time indoors. Yeah. So there's my there's a bit of a blurb there, but eight hours sleep, entrepreneurial calendar, 16 hours of my day. I spend six to seven hours coaching, and that's now on Zoom. Sure. So that's gone from being in person, in nature, perhaps in my studio, to and some international clients would have been on Zoom, but it's all on Zoom right now. So how do I stop myself from turning to a zoo human, like a Zoom human? <laughs> <laughs> and invite more nature into that environment. And for me, it's just, you know, we have to look at air quality so we can change the air that we're in those internal environments. Sure. Um, then plants. So plants bring nature in, as in an ancestral eye gets stimulated by the greenery of it, but they also clean up the air. And there's some wow. amazing studies there that show, like, you know, we, 
we lower our cortisol, blood pressure, heart rate by just seeing nature. You don't have to be immersed in it, but just seeing natural scenes, mm. um, natural images, um, having plants in again. So, so my Zoom experience is transformed. I have plants always available in the room. Um, if it's an evening call, I wear amber glasses that will mitigate the fact that I've got like blue and green spectrums of light mm. that will be um, masquerading as daylight. It's almost like they, you create sunrise at sunset. So I have all that in place. So I look at lighting in the evening, air purification. Um, if I can get my Zoom calls, I'll take them outside. But a big thing within my day is I, we don't have chairs at home. Right. So if people ask, well, what do you do for your physical self? How do you stay in physical shape? Um, there's a great study they looked at the Hadza, you know, and the Hadza being hunter-gatherers, that their mm -hmm. behavior hasn't changed for like hundreds of thousands of years. And they report that they're just as sedentary as we are. They don't have chairs. So they're still, they still have that, their entrepreneurial calendar is just the same. It's like 5.7 to 7.1 7 hours sleep, that's their max. And then they're lounging around for just the length of time we are, but they just don't have chairs. So they use rest positions on the ground. And, and that will then nourish and nurture their physiology as in terms of strength, mobility and flexibility and, and keeps feeding and nourishing an upright wild posture. So if you look at those amazing natural beings on the National Geographic, we go, wow, they're in incredible shape. Mm. They're just sedentary. It's just that they're, they're, they're living to a natural norm again. And that's the outcome. It's kind of like if I can bring as much natural, natural norms into a social norm environment, I get a natural outcome. So yeah, sure. chairs. So chairs are gone, um, air quality, lighting, and, and that helps just mitigate it. Just, just simple steps like that will have a huge transformation of that work environment that we're all, well, majority of us, I guess, are facing right now. In yeah, for sure. Um, so it sounds like not all sedentary is created equal, right? I like that. I like the idea that it's not all about, it's not about the time that you're necessarily doing that exercise or moving around it's just kind of how you when you are sedentary how you're sitting what your posture is obviously you've been living like that you live like that you and your family what was you got yeah. any have you got any advice for people who ha do live with chairs which is what most people probably at the moment um it, i mean yeah, it's, it's, a bit like the, it's a bit like the lighting conversation tony so it's yeah. what, what i do to mitigate so i have i call it chair sitting offsetting after that hour is up on your zoom call if you've been sitting for that length of time, we are a, a species designed to move. So even those hunter-gatherers we're discussing, although they're on the ground, they don't just stick to one position. What happens is the body, the mind gets a signal from the body. Mm -hmm. And this is about the mind and body understanding it's one. And what we tend to do is we almost forget about our physical self. And, and that, that can be an issue there when we're sitting for a period of time. So sometimes you might need a cue, like a timer. Ding, mm -hmm. timer goes off. And that's your cue to just move around. Um, I personally recommend if it's a chair that you get up, you walk around the back of your chair, then you hold the back of the chair and you squat, but you allow your heel to pop up. So it's almost like you're on the balls of your feet and the big and the toes, allow the heel to pop up. And that, what that will start to do is reset the posture. So it's as if you have your chest up and your head up, hold the chair and you lower down into a squat and you stand again. And you just say five or six repetitions of that and then go for a little walk around your apartment or your house or whatever you're doing, and then come back to it. Um, mm. And another one would be set a timer. I love doing this with the kids. We set a timer, timer goes off, ding, it's my cue to move, and we, and we put music on and we have a good shaker bell because it yeah. doesn't have to be so strict in the form. 
And what you find by going into really fluid movement like that, the body just opens up. Also, the mind opens up. And you can, you know, we all want to be focused and on our game and finding that lovely macro state people love talking about at the moment, which is flow, a flow state. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that helps just getting back in the body, getting the mind and body back in, I find. Now, it's probably quite a good time because if you're not in an office, you can do things like that, can't you? And a bit more freely and, um, yeah, put the, put the music on and move around. Absolutely, Tony. I think now more than ever, you know, it's, if you had to go into an office, you have absolutely no responsibility for that environment. Now that you're in your home, you now have complete responsibility for that. You can, you can transform the environment. Why have, it, why have an environment that could possibly be compromising when yeah. you have an opportunity now to create something that's incredibly growth promoting? And we have to understand the more we align with our physical, social, spiritual needs, the more we hit that, the, the closer we are to hitting that macro state of emotional well-being. In other words, if I don't get my needs met, I'm, mm. I'm a human in suffering, you know? Mm. So if I can't, if I can't move or um, the air quality is poor, think of the very fundamental basic needs, even Maslow's needs. It would mm. be food, water, air, you know, um, movement. I like to think play goes in there where that, that can be dance or whatever, sleep, rest. Um, and, and you start to tick all those boxes, just the basic physical needs and, and try and think of what those might look like in nature. You know, you have nature as a filter almost. Um, we talk about organic foods and wild foods and how good they are, but it's how organic and wild your movement is as well, because that's mm. another thing that we're absorbing. How organic and wild is your sleep compared to what might be a social norm, perhaps, you know? Yeah, totally. And I love the word, I love the term growth promoting. I really like that. What do you think, um, for, to me, it looks like there's two kind of camps of people at the moment. You're either one of the, um, you're trying to be super productive and you're going to use this time to kind of learn a new skill or do, do the things that you've been on the to-do list forever. And then there's the other people who are kind of want that first group to piss off because they don't have, they feel like they've got less time than ever, especially people who are at home with children. So what do you, what would you advise those guys maybe? We're an unschooling family, so we're a homeschooling family. That's all we've ever done. So we've never been faced with school. So it's not like suddenly we have to acclimate to having children in the house. Sure. Um, And I totally get it and understand how that would be difficult for some. But I think the key factor there is to don't try try and school your children to a curriculum at Mm. this stage. Possibly it might be, um, you might find you have more time on your hands if, if you allow your children to develop their emotional intelligence and their creativity and mm. you might also find that within that process that you will suddenly see what your child's unique abilities are and allow them to n- and nurture it just and it's about creating an environment so we've talked about growth promoting environment for your children you have to create an environment for them to learn it not to teach them but just to create an environment where it allows them to be super absorbent to material or something that they're really passionate about. The children are going to be going back possibly when, what it might be, it could even be September. Mm-hmm. Um, so the expectations are we can't expect them to have this curriculum and strict learning um, structure throughout that time. I would just allow them to have a bit more freedom and it will create more freedom for you. The other side of that would be um, you're suddenly faced with children you haven't spent so much time with. So you, you have to create balance and rather you be like the authoritarian, you have to try to work as a, um, almost like um, an anarchy tribe, you know, where there's no leadership and they're part of decision-making. 
Mm. You know, they want to make a meal one evening or something like that. I love, the, I love the idea of um, doing things as a unit, which is what families should be doing anyway, right? So involving them more in decisions and in activities and all that kind of thing. I mean, you talked earlier about um, Maslow's the hierarchy of needs, and obviously connection is is up there on that. And connection is something now that we are doing through the Zoom lens a lot more for um, with yeah. regards to, and especially with regards to your work and your lifestyle. So can you yeah. maybe talk a little bit about how we can try and create positive connection um, and kind of real connection online as far as you can see? For me, I'm using social media um, differently. I'm using it for social connection rather than um, social distraction. So it, mm. it can be that perhaps you're, you know, the environment I'm saying that was compromising, that you went into work for hours upon end. Yeah. When you are an animal in, or a human in suffering, you're used pacifiers to to deal with the, with the suffering, right? So it's yeah. like I'll bring in uh, external influences instead of my internal work. So yeah, to, to numb or to, oh. like you say, to distract. Yeah, they're pacifiers, aren't they? So social media is a big one for that, whereas it could be I'm just typing and swiping mindlessly mm-hmm. dopamine hits to deal with my suffering. Whereas now it's an opportunity to use social media for what it is, which is this amazing social tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's less about typing and swiping. I think it's more about content going out there now that's growth promoting. The workshop on Friday is it's called Move, Breathe, Chill. So it's an opportunity for people to have a move around, a playful move around, mm. which is going to get um, certain happy hormones going. I mean, that's the, that's the real key with this. Um, and there'll be shakes and waves and things just to really get the nervous system going. And then um, some lovely mobility... And just stuff that will help the framework, that, that incredible capacity to move and the wild posture that comes with it. Mm. And then another coach that I'm working with on this, on this move bridge, his name is Arthur Pauline. And Arthur will be teaching breath work, but really deep breath work, um, transformational breath. And with that, people will, will just be going off and having amazing experiences within just breath work. Um, and then we finish, we're going to finish that with a cold immersion. So with the ice bath, it's just an opportunity for people to go ah, into like a, uh, it creates a stressor and then they find calm within that stress and it's an opportunity then to downregulate. So it's kind of like you, we're, we're creating a mini hit of adversity to reset the thermostat, reset their perception of what stress is in that moment. Sounds brilliant. And I love that. I mean, obviously there's a f- um, physical benefits and, but it also, yeah, like you said, the, um, the reminder that we can do hard things and we can do different things. And I think that's coming up for lots of people. Um, and again and again, thing it's just become the new norm this way that we're living. So it's a real, um, yes. it's a real, it's a real testament to loads of people. I think about how creative everybody's being, how quickly we, people are moving online. And, um, and like you say, yeah, it's so great. To, social media can be so great right now for connection, as long as we're not, using it for distraction or just kind of entertainment maybe like we used to. So yeah, using that wisely, I think is brilliant advice. Do you have um, one final piece of advice for our listeners on um, how to kind of, yes, keep the balance, I suppose, over the next few weeks or months? If you're, let's say you're in self isolation, you can't leave right Mm -hmm. now. I would still advise getting the head out the door, out the window. If you have a terrace or garden, get outside and, and try and go as early as you can. Um, what happens is we build the routine of it. Like if we were to wake up, it's really bright in the mornings now, it's beautiful out. 
Yeah. Um, if you get out in the early morning light, what that would do is it, it will dump out melatonin, which is that little sleepy hormone. It will balance cortisol as in stress hormones, but it would also um, help synthesize then help bring in serotonin. So serotonin is what well, we know is another happy hormone. So if we're feeling a bit low at the moment, perhaps a bit lonely, it's trying to again tick those boxes where we can get happy hormones in what I call like the happy hormone shaker mm-hmm. and you can pop out pops up another happy human. So serotonin is an opportunity to do that. If you're with others and you have a family, hugging, lots of hugging because mm-hmm. it will bring in oxytocin. And if you hug for longer, again, you'll get serotonin. Um, another one is to get your intensity up. So dancing, great. Dancing will give you a lot of freedom, flow, a bit of play will come into that. And then you can start to access like endorphins, endocabinoids through that, which are also happy hormones. Um, and it's trying to think of that, that there's, there's a way of accessing happiness but through happy hormones, and we, and we can do that. And that will change your experience. And then, of course, as we've mentioned, discussed, I think breath work is a, is a key here. Yeah, I think move well, breathe well, sleep and just try and find those happy hormones, I guess, would be the best advice I can give, really. Brilliant. Um, brilliant. Brilliant advice. Thank you so much for your time today. Really great to, to hear you. Thank you, Tony. Great to chat. Super stuff. Thanks. I really hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Hopefully lots there that you'll be able to use now and post-corona too. For more like this, check out and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And you can also connect with me and the Shelf Help family online via Instagram, our Facebook community, or our member site, the Shelf Help Clubhouse. I'm also running weekly Zoom book clubs every Monday evening. And you can find more about all the ways to get involved and stay connected on our website, shelfhelp.club. Keep calm, stay well. Thank you for being here.